0: So, we're gonna be honest. We're all about honesty here.
1: We've messed up audio and, you know, just the cameras getting the lighting. No,
0: right. we're just we're playing around. So we've done this podcast three or four times.
1: And actually, we started just as a joke. It's just kind of like an exercise. Yeah,
0: we just one Friday night. We were I was like, like actually, want to do sound it?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> it actually kind of fun.
0: Yeah, and we just sat here and we did it and we jived and it was it was fun and we recorded it. Um, and then we realized we have a lot to talk about. And it's not that scary to maybe record it even if no one listens to it. So
1: We hope to have a different perspective than what, it, what the narrative is, what everyone's talking about. That's kind of why we decided we're going to call it We, we Know all, Nothing.
0: We all know nothing.
1: We were going to do Less is More, kind mm-hmm. of this idea of
0: like do the bare minimum to be Some happy pe- and healthy, and
1: the people connected that with nature. are successful seem to do it with little effort. And then yeah. the people I'm not jealous of are the people that overwork themselves and just
0: beat themselves to the ground to achieve something that's unattainable. Yeah,
1: I'd say we've never been that way in athletics.
0: I've always been a moderation um, person, except for my passion for dance.
1: Yeah, but we do. Some things to the extreme, like our lighting.
0: Yeah, because it may, the the but science would tell us that's what you have to
1: do. Unfortunately, it's, but people again, that's the bare minimum. That's why we we say, yeah?
0: But exactly.
1: like having red light right now and having a red light filter on my computer uh, and watching the sunrise, like all of these things are pretty enjoyable and easy to do. Yeah, I'm not sweating in a gym on a treadmill. Yeah or starving myself yeah you know, like some of the
0: so one of the benefits of doing this podcast three times prior to now is we realize that our brief li- list of 10 things gets lengthy and is about 45 minutes to an hour long it's Turned into spark-, 12. spark notes yeah. edition so <coughs> i'm just going to run through really quickly what those 10 things are and then we're going to get into each topic that way you know what's ahead of one, watch the sunrise, wake up with the sun. Two, wear blue blocking glasses. Three, get sunlight. Don't wear sunglasses. Don't wear sunscreen. Four, your home lighting. Switch out all of your lights so you have... We'll elaborate that on that more.
1: With the red lights. Red lights,
0: incandescent light bulbs, Edison light bulbs. And why
1: that's a big deal. And
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. Um... Five, quality drinking water, and we're not just saying, like, smart water, alkaline water. Like, we have very specific water Why standards. Um, six, seafood and DHA. Seven, cold therapy, slash cold tubbing. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, EMF exposure.
1: Um, yeah, population and Population density. Reducing exposure Exposure to our electronics and wireless radiation.
0: Yeah. Nine, stopping the use of supplements. Ten, eating a seasonal and a local diet. And
1: then then we have
0: two honorable mentions now.
1: No, I'd say we add them in there somewhere, and that's grounding. Yeah. Um, You know, bare feet on the earth. And then... Uh, The other one was working out outdoors, stressing that instead of going to a gym, paying a membership to work out on a treadmill and be under bad lighting, be out in the sun. I think it's crucial to be out in the sun.
0: Or if you have to work out indoors, try and make sure that your your lights are off and you have natural daylight. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's like the quick and dirty, the, the actual line item... And List of what we're going to probably deploy full podcast on first. And
1: I guess I'll say I used to be obsessed with diet and nutrition and working out because we both come from a sports background, but uh, I kind of came to these things from a focus on the mitochondria, and these are the most, in my opinion, the most important things for mitochondrial health, which comes down to circadian rhythm, light, water, and whole magnetism, EMF, that part of biology.
0: It just seems like the mito, mitochond- like a uh, dysfunction in mitochondria is at the root causes of almost every chronic illness. So...
1: Yeah, I... <clears throat> I think the, the top researcher of mitochondria, um, let's see, Dr. Douglas Wallace? Um, I don't know, we're going
0: to have to check that. Jamie.
1: Ed- edit it in. Um,
0: Jamie, follow that.
1: But he's the top researcher. He thinks 85% of all diseases are mitochondria. Uh, there's a good chance that it's more like 90-95, where it's maybe like a cancer is caused from...
0: And if you don't remember what your mitochondria are, you probably do remember your science teacher saying, it's the powerhouse of the cell. I mean, it's a lot more than that, but just think mm-hmm. of it as like the battery of your cell. So if your the battery of your cell is not functioning properly, you are probably not healthy. So that makes a lot of sense. And so when you start thinking about how you make your mitochondria the most efficient or the most optimal, these are the things that help your mitochondria be the most efficient
1: energy source. And we we started, we've come to this because of our appreciation of the complexity of biology. Um, we used to think, we used to be know-it-alls who thought we knew what we were doing. Um, um, now we kind of come diet, from a place yeah. that of more of just... In awe of the infinite complexity, and that comes from diving in. The mitochondria deal with the smallest scales in nature, protons, electrons, um, and photons, and that's the level you need to get at to start understanding the mitochondria, um, and that would be quantum biology, which is kind of a new emerging field as these new tools are come out. Um, I would say a big influence of mine is Jack Cruz. He is, he's opened my mind up to a lot of things and really talks about all of this stuff with light. And he's just led me down a path of doing my own research of other people and to come to uh, the same conclusions he's come to that really focusing on nature and this idea of paleo, but beyond paleo, where paleo. Most people know that as the diet, but really looking at things to how we evolved the last 500 million years to become humans. We've evolved under the sun, we've been directly connected to the sun, and the uh, trillions of frequencies, I mean like the the amount of frequencies that's in the sun and it's ever changing, it's changed through the evolution of the earth too, um, because the sun's always changing. Every day, every minute, every hour the frequencies that are hitting you or hitting the surface of the earth are different and changing. And our biology takes that information and does something with that. The food that you eat is the same information of the light in your environment getting coated in the hydrogen molecules that you later break down in your mitochondria and turn into energy. And it's just really... I, I want to do this podcast to simplify some of this stuff or like, and summarize. just make common sense of <clears> throat> things throat> that we see, really. I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into the science because most people don't want to listen to that. Yeah.
0: But also, we want to admit we don't know. Like, the podcast is called We All Know Nothing. Like, we don't know shit. And this is just our summation of diving really deep down the rabbit hole of what we're finding is working best for us. And so we want to share it with people because it's not really being talked about. And I think it can be frustrating for people that have followed all of these different protocols and all of these different diets and have still ended up in the same scenario. And this is something new. So maybe it's worth thinking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not working what we've been told and what we grew up being told and how many different opinions are there on and diet how much now? we've and,
0: changed like since yes two thousand? I,
1: I don't even like talking diet because it's turned into like religion. People don't. There's so much misinformation. Yeah. Where I want to come in and just say light is the most important thing. Get that right, and then think about food later.
0: Yeah,
1: I think that's really important to tell people. The first things you need to get right are the light and. And it's actually
0: a really quick, cheap fix. It's crazy how quick and cheap you can fix your lighting problem. Like, you won't feel the effects for a little bit, but it's probably the lowest investment in your health in making it better.
1: And I I don't know how you gauge your health. Um, You can tell them. But I gauge my health off of my sinuses, how clear they are, my overall allergies, and I have... um, esophageal... Um, I don't know. It's It causes, It makes it hard to swallow um, at certain times, especially in college. I would choke on, you know, drinking water, or random things, and it's caused from acid reflux and allergies and just kind of... I, and I always thought that was food, but now that I control light, I'm, I'm finding that my allergies go away, uh, my sinuses are clearer, all of these issues I thought were being caused from the food I ate was actually because I stayed up late and I got lights in my eyes or I stayed up drinking and it really, I don't think it was the alcohol that made me actually feel bad. In the end, it was actually staying up really late uh, that gave me a worse hangover.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my indicators, which I thought diet was helping with, but... like on one diet things got better and then new stuff got bad and then on a new diet like other those things improved and newer things popped up that were shitty and so the things that I control for is as a girl my hormones like when we were on the keto diet I was really thin we were still eating protein obviously and fats um but a lot of plants like mostly plants mixed mm-hmm. in with fat yep. and i was really moody like super moody granted i was planning a wedding but very moody had terrible migraines had one period where my cramps were so bad i fainted i had one period that was so bad with cramps so bad um i was throwing up for several hours
1: yeah you you are extremely sensitive to like Environmental changes. Yeah, that's what. And I
0: don't know if it's because I'm tiny, or I don't know. I don't know, because I'm like a child essentially. The size of my body is. I would say
1: we're both pretty sensitive people as yeah. far as being aware of what impacts us.
0: It could also be because I was sick a lot when I was younger, so I had to pay attention to symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, as a dancer, I am always checking in with my
1: body. My goal has been to get a six-pack without working out and pretty much pretty minimal effort. Where in college, when I was a football player, working out all the time. Yeah. Like, heavy working out all the time and thought I was eating healthy. I was, like, chubby, and I didn't even know it at the time until you actually, like, lose weight and feel good. Where, Where should we go next with this talk?
0: I think we should probably get into the list. Um, yeah. So, this is Phil's top ten list of most important things for your mitochondrial health.
1: Yep. So, number one is watch the sunrise uh, and get up with the sun. Um, I think it's extremely important to wake up every morning. That's, that's my number one goal. Even if I stay out late drinking... Or something you know something comes up we always have you know like a wedding or something I'm I'm waking up right when the sunrise is going outside uh, that makes the biggest difference in my day really what you're doing is you're getting um, blue light and the infrared red light spectrums without the UV spectrum early early in the morning Come a half hour to an hour after the sunrise, depending on where you are on the um, planet or
0: your time of
1: season, is when UVA becomes present, and then UVB becomes present even later. But uh, the production of melatonin starts in your eye pretty early um, and continues when UVA becomes present. There's mechanisms that repair your photoreceptors in your eye so you can repair, I think you can help and repair the vision damage that you do from staring at your screens by getting out in the early a.m. sunlight. Um, And I think all diseases start in the eye and the number one way to reverse the damage you've done or um, to improve your mitochondrial health is get out and watch the sunrise. And you can actually look directly at the sun when it's just coming up. It's not going to hurt your eyes. As it goes up, though, you're going to want to look 5 to 10 degrees away from it and just it's let not the 20. light get into your eyes. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, and your eyes become less sensitive to the light. Just don't be – just do what feels right when doing that. But I also – that's the first thing I do is wake up, go out on the lawn, ground – Get my bare feet on the on the earth. Uh, so you're getting the electrons from the earth um, along with sunlight in your eyes. Nice. Um, we'll get into more uh, details.
0: I'm going to be honest. I'm bad this. about this one because I love sleep. Yeah. And so Phil's always like, Liz!
1: <laughs>
0: Liz, come join me!
1: You're always glad that I wake you up and drag I you I am.
0: I'm always so glad. Yeah. But then sometimes Pepper, our dog comes up and snuggles back in bed with me and it's
1: like, no, go, Phil. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so number two, uh, I just put on my blue blockers. So number two is wear blue blocking glasses. We've started doing this a long time ago, right when we really started eating. Got out of college. And only, back then it was only construction glasses that you could get. And you looked really terrible. But now you can get kind of trendy glasses like we got here they're the what do you call this style aviator aviator but these are the yellow lens they're going to block uh most spectrum they're of blue bloody, yeah. um and green uh, towards later at night i usually don't have any lights on so we don't need these but if um there are any lights like any lights like if i could see my neighbor's lights on their house or you have even a little led light then you're I you're gonna want blue blocking glasses and I I think you need to get religious with light. In that I wear dark red glasses and I get around the house with red lights. Um, and the reason is one you have melanopsin, a photoreceptor in your eye. It's a blue light photoreceptor. It's in your eye, skin, and subcutaneous, subcutaneous fat, which means that. If you shine a flashlight on the back of your leg, um, shine a tiny light on your leg, you're going to disrupt melatonin um, and you need complete darkness before your body starts to uh, be able to use the melatonin that you made in the morning from getting out in the early a.m. sun and staying out there. I'm I, going to say stay out and try and get an hour of morning sun at least. But you do that to build your melatonin, then you block the blue light so you can use your melatonin when you sleep, and that melatonin is what repairs your mitochondrial DNA and increases what we call redox potential, lowers heteroplasmy rate, which is a measure of um, your respiratory proteins of your mitochondria, which is pretty much, how I think, the best indicator of how young you are. Your age, your biological age is how, how healthy your year. mitochondria are. And that comes down to um, how are you sleeping?
0: You haven't really said the term yet. Circadian rhythm. Like, that mm-hmm. is what we are trying to solve for. That is X.
1: Yeah. Circadian rhythm trumps everything. Uh, get sunlight. That's my number three. Yeah. Um, By wearing no sunglasses, no sunscreen. It's Some people think, I mean, it's controversy to say still, which is wild to me. With all the research on vitamin D and how important vitamin D is. Also, just the fact that autoimmune disease and cancer is higher rates at higher latitudes. The lower your vitamin D is, the higher chance of cancer, the higher risk of all mortality. Pretty much the way to avoid cancer is getting out in the sun. So the idea that it causes cancer I think is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and the science around sunscreen is that it's just as effective as going in the shade and wearing long sleeves. So
1: yeah, and wearing sunscreen, you're blocking spectrums of light. Uh, even if you put on lotions, I don't, I don't put anything on my skin or makeup because I don't want to block any spectrum of skin uh, of light on my skin. Uh, and then with sunglasses, you're blocking spectrums of light on your eye and uh there's a lot it can cause a
0: circadian mismatch there's not only receptors in your eyes but there's receptors on your skin so if you don't have sunblock on your skin good for you but if you're wearing sunglasses your skin is getting one information and your eyes is getting another information and your eyes are essentially your brain and if your brain is receiving different information than your skin good luck your yeah. body's gonna be like what's going on
1: here mm-hmm and there's good there's good evidence that wearing sunglasses i I would bet on it causing cancer um raising your risk of skin cancer when you're out in the sun because you are getting this light information in your eyes it's telling you what frequencies are in the sunlight and then your skin reacts to that and um does whatever it needs to protect itself Uh, we have these mechanisms to protect us um, from the sun because we evolved under the sun for millions of years. 500 million years, most life on earth has evolved under the sun. And the animals today, they can, they don't need to they don't have wear cancer. sunscreen. They don't wear clothes. They don't
0: have,
1: yeah. Yeah. We also wear clothes. That's another issue. That's when we first started to block sunlight was when we wore clothes. That was when man started to, I mean, clothing is a tool. It can be used um, for good or bad. Sunglasses are tools as well. And you can use them in a good way or you can use them in a way that can hurt your health.
0: Yeah, like, I have sunglasses. I oftentimes, like, put them on my head, or I have blue eyes, so if we take photos, if I don't want to squint really bad and have my eyes all, like, watery, I'll wear sunglasses. Yeah. So, I'm not, like, burn them all.
1: I, the you only know? time I wear goggles while snowboarding, but I pick them off uh, on the way up. or well, yeah. Like, throughout the day, I'm always, like, moving my goggles to get light, especially when I'm up in the mountains. That's when you can get UV light in the winter. Uh, where yeah. in Minnesota you're kind of stuck to, you get a little UVA uh, in the winter but UVB isn't present to make vitamin D. Yeah.
0: And when we go further into this in the podcast, like we're probably going to say some things controversial around tanning beds. Just saying.
1: I, I mean, I can't recommend that I do...
0: We live in Minnesota, in so while. sometimes we have to go to some drastic measures.
1: And a lot of it's just to almost get ready to go to Mexico. Right. All well, all that's, what, that's what that's what we talked
0: about. Like, we're going to... We'll have a whole podcast on, like, tactics of how to prep your skin mm-hmm. and all of that.
1: Yeah, how to get the best. Yeah, because so if you just dive right
0: in... Like, we have a friend. He has red hair and... Skin that goes along with red hair. And if he just jumped in cold turkey, no.
1: Yeah, you, you're going to get burnt and that's dangerous. Yeah,
0: so you have to build up a, based, a base tan, essentially, and which took us up. about two years, a year and a half.
1: And you build it up with getting that early morning sun.
0: Correct.
1: We're really getting,
0: you're, you, you almost feel
1: like you're burning at like eight o'clock in the morning. You feel
0: your body get super hot, but then later in the day, the you're light. like, you're not hot anymore, though. hmm and your body is red. Just like very often my parents have been deeply concerned for my health. And they're like, you need to be wearing sunscreen. I cannot believe you. Why are you not wearing sunscreen? <laughs> and then the next day, I'm fine. You're right. It's like, no, I... It's red because my body is just... My skin is very at a high temperature or something.
1: And I... I, str- I I'm a pale Irish freckled kid. And I used to burn so easily. And now... I can sit outside all day in Minnesota, and I could burn. Maybe in Mexico, I take a break and I go in the shade.
0: Yeah, I go uh, in the shade a lot. Especially at high
1: noon, like that's when. Yeah.
0: And we're not you advocating that careful. you go out at sunrise and then not leave the sun all day long, like. If we were evolving humans, you were walking, and you were gathering, and you were taking breaks, and you were bathing. Like, there was a lot of shit going on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can take a break inside, just try it and limit your artificial light exposure, and you can take breaks in the shade, for sure. That's ridiculous.
1: Way to boost your mitochondria function is getting out in the sunlight. Yes. And you don't necessarily... You need less food when you're getting sun. Because you're getting electrons from the sun. You need less food, but
0: technically food. you can eat more carbs.
1: You can also eat... You can eat more carbs. Just because they're in season. Correct. Yeah.
0: And your body can burn them... Well, it can shed the deuterium more easily because you're getting the sunlight. But we'll get into that. Okay.
1: Uh, switch lighting in-house. We've talked about this a little bit, but... Um, You know, we got a red light above us. We have this uh, panel I built. Um, It's just a strip red light, color-changing light that I have on red. I have one around my TV. Uh, Here's a picture from my Instagram. You can go there, and um, here you'll see, you know, my house and how the red lights are kind of laid out. I don't have any artificial lights uh, in my house on, Unless I have guests over, I have incandescent bulbs that I'll turn on. Our bathroom even has red lights. That's one of the biggest things you can do is just replace your light bulbs around your house with at least incandescent 25-watt bulbs, the warmer hue, where we've made the mistake what, what's changed in our lifetime or in our parents' lifetime is this evolution of light bulbs where we went from this push to green the green movement to reduce um, electricity consumption so we've gone to fluorescence cfls which are the spiral compact fluorescent bulbs and now the leds which are even worse they're super narrow spectrum they cut out all the spectrums of light because it makes them energy efficient taking out the red infrared um, spectrums that release heat where the incandescent bulb is heating up a filament and it at least has a broader um, spectrum of light no sharp um, uh, spike in just the blue range which is most of the light's people are a living And under. not
0: a crazy pulsing rate and that they gotta, is yeah. foreign to our body.
1: Those are flickering at an incredible rate that you can't see, but it's triggering a nervous system. But your nervous cells nervous can response.
0: understand, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's triggering things to your nervous system. Um, it's doing things to the structure of water. It's lowering oxygen tension in your, um, in your body, which um, affects your mitochondria and a lot of different ways that i'll get into in other podcasts It's another reason i'm worried about emf as well but as of right now i'm more worried about light than i am about one of our later subjects which is emf from microwaves uh your cell phone um and whatnot
0: another thing that we would be remiss to not talk about that relates to both blue light getting sunlight and your home lighting is. This is all in efforts to fix our modern environment to be most like our evolutionary environment. And this can also be applied to travel. So if you're going from, if you're traveling to Europe, for instance, we wear red as soon as the sun goes down, and we're on the flight over to Iceland or Paris or whatever. We put the red light glasses on and we do not take we wear those red glasses in the airport until we step foot outside where we can see the sunlight and we can touch a tree or put our feet in the grass or something Right. Okay. because then you're telling your body it is nighttime there is no sunlight even if it's only five hours and then the next thing that your eyes see is like true sunlight versus seeing flickering really bright led lights of an airport which is super foreign to your body, but is a higher frequency than high noon would ever be. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I think, like, some people think we're we're a little bit extreme on this, and...
0: But it's how you hack jet lag. And you, you so seem it, a little So it has OCD. validity to it.
1: It comes off a little OCD when you see or stay with us, and we have all these red lights, or you just look at my Instagram, and it's like, oh, this guy's obsessed with light, but... Think of it as like a camping trip where we're trying to recreate your trip to the beach and your camping trip where what are the things you're doing that make make you feel good when you come back from these places or why you're there. It's avoiding artificial lights. You're out in the sun all day. You're waking up with the sun and you're going to bed with it and all you have is fire. And then when you're on the beach, you're getting a ton of light. And then you usually crash at night and you go to bed and then you wake up and watch the sunrise and you're on the beach all day, you're grounded to the earth, you're in the ocean. Um, All these things are kind of what we try to replicate and to us that is what reconnecting with nature is. So when we, the opposite of looking at a screen or watching TV when you're at work under lights, the opposite of that is going outside and getting sunlight on your skin. Um, so many people screw that time up and they're wearing sunglasses. Or we know people who live downtown. And they are indoors twenty four seven. They don't leave, especially in the winter. They don't go outside.
0: They live in the skyway. They work in the skyway. They don't go outside. Their yeah. skin never. They sees They don't
1: see any sunlight. And they think seeing it through um, a window. A window is window helps, but it doesn't. It the,
0: blocks the good. It or blocks certain... UV
1: and infrared light, which because are the, the of harmony. light. It's all about the
0: harmony. It's all about the harmony.
1: And that's a massive part of the spectrum. And that's those are the two parts of the spectrum that do. The most to your biology. I think I
0: was talking over it. What were the two sides that it blocks?
1: Infrared and um, UV. Both Uh, A and B? I think just... B? Mostly B. I think A might get through window, but it's going to block some of it. Mm -hmm. Think of... You know, so UVA is going to penetrate the deepest. UVB... Just penetrates because it's a higher frequency. Like just more surface level. Yeah, surface Cat. level doesn't penetrate as deep. But one one addition, those people that don't see any sunlight, they're the ones who are so confused why they feel terrible or they they gain weight or and then they blame themselves for not working out enough or their diet and this is just a way. I I think the best way to get a mental illness, a way to put on weight, the way to... I mean, you're going to change the way you think. Your life, your quality of life is going to drastically change when you start getting sunlight. There's so many...
0: But I think there's also been, similar to fat, there's been a little bit of a rhetoric set uh, to fear the sun. So... Our goal is to provide you the science, and the sources and the information that we have found that changed our minds about this. Phil hated the sun, you guys. He didn't like beach vacations because he didn't want to well,
1: get burned. Well, I like burned. the ac- I like the activity. I liked like being yeah, active. Yeah, we like, I need to always be I'm doing something. Now I'm like I just want to be on the beach in the sun. Yeah. Um.
0: Um. But. For our honeymoon...
1: I need to stop saying, um.
0: You... I said that a lot. really wanted to do snowboarding over a beach.
1: Yeah, that's sad. Tears. Yeah. We Never did. again. It's hard to go snowboarding now when I... Just, but, I mean, at least it's in the mountains. You get a little UV light up there.
0: Oh, yeah. We should still try and go. It was sad we didn't get back this
1: year. What I was gonna going to add that I didn't to the it sunlight makes... is also that... This idea, we have aromatic amino acids one of them is tryptophan and it absorb they have all aromatic amino acids have benzene rings Phil. that absorb spectrums of light and become serotonin dopamine melatonin um, okay,
0: that's and
1: then vitamin D is also another um, hormone that's made by sunlight all yeah. these things and you can't get them in a supplement. So, because they're made by sunlight, the complexity of sunlight builds these things. It's a horrible idea to take vitamin D and melatonin. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that, I think, in the supplement section yeah. in a little second. Yeah,
0: and the reason sunlight is so effective is because of the way that it in- interacts with the hydrogen molecule, molecule, correct?
1: Well, it's I would say it's like b- at the, like the from DHA the one water. Sentence. And collagen. See if I'm to add anything in there.
0: What?
1: Like, that is what's creating life. Like, your body builds... No,
0: I know. electric current
1: out in of... In terms of the
0: mitochondria. Water, sorry.
1: Water, DHA, light-hitting water.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good segue. Let's go into the next one. Number yeah. five. Quality drinking water.
1: Um, yeah. So, water is... Commonly talked about most, in it, most diets. Hands down, one of the most interesting things. Even though you think you know everything about H two O, it it seems like. I mean, it's the most common. We're made of two thirds water. Ninety nine percent of the molecules in our body are water. Um, that's just because they're so small uh, that we can't even observe them. They're they're so small that we really don't even understand how they interact with one another and life is created from the interaction of light and water and I I recommend you start with watching the fourth phase of water with Dr. Um, Pollock and his TED talk it's pretty amazing and kinda will get you thinking in this direction of what structured water is it's structured how water changes its structure when it's exposed to infrared and then UV light and what these changes do they change the viscosity they change the electric charge of water it charge separates the molecules and creates what we call an exclusion zone and this exclusion zone builds a battery in water um, and we measure this as net negative charge and this is what's opened up my mind to how important the sun is because of what it's doing with the water in your body and specifically the water that your mitochondria make. But in this case, we're talking about the water you drink. And the water you drink... Has a completely um, different ...is extremely purpose. important in that I would avoid fluoride because it's a dielectric blocker. And what this is doing is it's lowering this net negative charge in water the amount of negative charge the size of the exclusion zone that can be built in water and this is going to impact your brain um, and interact with how you interact with the sunlight you're not going to get the benefits from sunlight um, as you would if you are eating really if you're drinking really clean water eating seafood uh, for DHA. But the other thing is I really like we'll get into deuterium. I really like northern latitude waters. I personally try to drink glacial melt water, um, Avion, Voss, Icelandic water. We drink uh, local Minnesota water that's from a glacial melt aquifer. Uh, And it really has to do with trying to find the cleanest water and being low in deuterium but i think a good start is at least drinking reverse osmosis most people drink tap water because out of laziness it's too easy to go to the uh just to your faucet and drink the water out of there or tell yourself it's clean because you're using a brita but i'll tell you the brita filter is not doing anything no you need at least reverse osmosis yeah.
0: and the Filtration on your fridge isn't doing really anything either.
1: Yep. And the worse your health is, the bigger issue water is going to be for you. Uh, so I'd say...
0: Aquafina is the one bottled water. Yeah, we drink, we, water. We drink
1: Aquafina. Uh, it's out of plastic, but I'm not as worried about BPA as some people are. I think when you're doing everything else right, the plastics aren't going to matter quite as much...
0: And you'll see, as you start doing some of these sunrise, sunlight techniques, you'll actually require less drinking water. Yeah. So more on that later.
1: Because um, that gets into when your mitochondria are working really well, where you're getting a lot of sun, you're baking water in your mitochondria, and that is the real important deuterium depleted water. That's where the magic happens. That's what? why I
0: said more on that later, mofo. Keep going. Okay, next. Six.
1: Uh, eat seafood for DHA. I kind of talked about this. Um, this is a complex idea for me. It's kind of hard to explain, but... So... The importance of DHA... There's, everyone knows, it's pretty common knowledge that um, eating fish or uh, seafood for omega-3s, DHA, is a good idea. I, personally, Jack Cruz really stresses eating DHA, and I have to agree with him that when I started to introduce uh, seafood and... um, I, I primarily eat oysters, fish, eggs, and salmon, and we try to eat them several times a week. When I feel the best is when I'm eating two, three, four oysters a day with fish. And um, the fish, I, I really like the fish eggs just because they're easy to um, hide in food and just eat real quick on the go. The oysters, I shook my own. But the importance of eating... Real seafood instead of supplements is it comes in the SN2 position. I wrote, I just jotted this down real quick, but this form of DHA is turned into LPC DHA by the liver and then transported through the blood-brain barrier by MFSD2A. And this has to do with how the DHA molecule is structured and it allows it to pass through the blood-brain barrier when you're eating it as a vegan source, plants, um, or in a supplement, you're, you're kind of wasting your money because it's not crossing the blood-brain barrier into your brain, your eye, uh, your center central retinal pathway like you need it to, where that's the densest part of where you need the most DHA, because you have the most mitochondria. Again, light hits DHA, the electrons in the DHA, and um, increase the I believe the electron speed to increase the DC electrical current. That's my understanding. I need to learn more about this. But I'm getting this from if, I, if I and,
0: hear increases the DC electrical current, I hear that shit makes. My energy source better.
1: And the other issue, yeah, exactly. And the other like issue. In simplest terms, I know
0: that type of stuff. The reason science.
1: it's getting more important is because our use of cell phones, staring at screens all day. Oh,
0: it depletes DHA.
1: It depletes DHA. It uses it up. It causes your cell to need more DHA. And then it also damages what's known as and the Bosin ba- short and long loop. Um, and these are processes of recycling the DHA um, in your eye and from your liver into your brain. And yeah. when these are broken, then you s- you require far more DHA because you're burning through the DHA but not replenishing it.
0: Yeah, so you need more and more seafood. And some people think they're getting
1: DHA from, like, meat. Gra- That's the reason to eat grass-fed beef, but it's just not... In the amount that you'll need to survive in today's world. Yeah, you don't want because to eat that much Because of the meat. Im- the changes that we're seeing, and that'll be, that's a good way to segue into our next thing.
0: Oh yes, good segue. Take it away.
1: Uh, let's see. It might be yeah. Oh no, it's not. Cold tub. Yeah,
0: the cold next tub. one is cold tub, cold therapy. I
1: love my cold tub. Here's a photo um, on my Instagram. Jamie. I got it. Pull it up. Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> And oh, there it is. So All I want to say about my cold tubs. I had this thing in the winter, so I used to have it indoors, and I realized to really wait, get the. Can benefits, we take a pause?
0: Let's take a step back. Yeah. So the reason that cold therapy and cold tubs are so important goes back to circadian rhythm and your circadian mismatch. So the way that your body works is if you live in a northern latitude, you get a lot of UV. Half of May, June, July, August, half of September, and then you're in basically winter. And so your body uses uses the sun as energy in those winter months. But as it gets colder, it then switches to using cold. Evolutionarily speaking, would mm-hmm. switch to you, your body would then preserve its energy by using co- the cold
1: source. The amount of things that cold therapy affects, though is pretty astounding. The main thing Jack Cruz has really talked about is it helps um, with leptin resistance, which is the hormone that controls fat metabolism. So I think- It helps you burn fat more
0: easily, right?
1: Part of that, what you're doing is you're turning white fat into brown fat, which is more dense mitochondria. Uh, it's shrinking the respiratory proteins. So it which will help with cellulite too, right? Right. It'll help you lose weight. It, um, but it speeds up the electron transport. And it also rec- it builds the ability to, for your mitochondria to create more heat, more infrared. Because um, that's what you're releasing from your cells when you're releasing heat. Uh, but I think it's key to do it outside. I used to do the cold tubbing inside. Um, I like Wim Hof. I like his method, but I don't like his hyperventilating breathing. I do, um, four, seven, eight breathing. So four seconds in hold seven and then exhale eight seconds. And that's what I also do for meditation uh, or just calm down before bed. I, th- uh, I
0: think it's 467.
1: 478. Um, and then. No. Don't argue with me on this. I
0: don't think it's that.
1: Why? Pretty sure. I mean, not it doesn't involved. matter. Pretty
0: sure 8's not involved.
1: It's 478. Okay. I'm going to have to edit this out now.
0: No, we could have a disagreement. It's 478. Hmm, I think we should double check it. <laughs>
1: I might be wrong. One, it doesn't matter.
0: But I'm pretty sure you told, like, when you told me there was no Aiden. I probably board.
1: told you that before. Incorrectly? Yeah. Okay. For sure.
0: Okay. Then that's fine. i described
1: forced... it improperly. Okay. But I like that, I mean, it gives you a visualization, the person. I'm gonna
0: have to edit you out now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do question
1: me. Um, but also Deeper. Wim Hof. So I think his breathing method is a little <laughs> pointless. Moving on. And then doing it outdoors in the sun is crucial. He does it outdoors, but he doesn't stress it enough for everyone else to do it outdoors. In the winter, I do it in my cold in my uh, greenhouse, which I get a ton of infrared light, red light, and heat in there. And it also makes it easier when you're doing it out in the sun because you're getting the heat. And it also, there's a lot going on with cold and sun. That is a crazy hack for health. It's on my list of things I would do if I was dying of some disease or really needed to snap back from something is cold tub to really get my immune system get it back on board Just cold tub and sunlight.
0: But again, like the sunlight, I feel like I say but again a lot, so I'm going to work on that. But but again <laughs> you can work your way into the cold therapy similar to how you're going to work your way in to your sun exposure.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's true you can't rush into the cold tub I, I think with you, we start at like 70 degrees. Yeah, that's... I get I have mine more around 70 is nice. I can do 70. I, I don't nice. go below 55. And we don't need to go too much more onto this. You can I have a post on my Instagram. You can read some of that, and I'll be talking more about this. Great. Next. The next is re- reduce EMF exposure. Um, I would consider moving away from a city or out of an apartment. Um, now that we're headed into the 5G time, and we'll get into more of what 5G is, population density is going to become one of the most important factors in your health. It is. It makes a lot of common sense to me that... You you wanna it's a good idea to at least consider this and start thinking about there might be a potential risk to to your health living in a major city in today's world. It's our environment's changing drastically. Uh 5G is in an internet service, it's the next telecommunication wireless build out. Internet and of Things. I'm sure Minneapolis, you've Minneapolis. Unfortunately, is one of the further ahead, so we get to see the they have these micro cell towers on every light post downtown. To the and point where there's
0: one literally outside a preschool playground.
1: Yeah, the, the preschool playground. Not is even 15 by
0: feet them. above three year olds playing outside,
1: and they're they're tiny, so most people don't even see them. Uh, it's all I'm really looking for when I'm downtown. It's super creepy. Either the, there's people in the skyway, or they'll they'll be working four or five feet from these things the entire day because they're on the second floor and the light post is directly out their window. Mm-hmm. So these people are just a few feet from them all day, mm-hmm. and it'll. Another part of it is it allows for smart devices. This push for to sell you these wireless devices and to give you an idea every device that connects wireless Wi-Fi or Bluetooth uses 2.4 to 2.8 gigahertz which is the same frequency that your microwave uses to cook food these are microwaves the telecommunication companies cell phone companies will tell you that they're not dangerous in 1996 I believe they set guidelines that are extremely high um, amounts of microwave radiation, but they determined it was a safe amount because they didn't use animal or humans. They used bags of water and measured if the devices heated um, the water or the bag. I think it was a bag of gel and they determined it was safe because it It's um, non-ionizing radiation. So they'll tell you it's non-ionizing, which non-ionizing means that the frequency of light doesn't liberate an electron from an atom. But it's doing a million other things than just that. Then um, It's still interacting with the uh, electron spin, the orbital angular momentum of the electron, which changes... Uh, the structure of water changes the charge of water, which changes things in your body. That's, it's it's messing with this infinite complexity of what you get from the sunlight. The opposite of that is this wireless information, and this information is being pulsed at you. And think so. 5G goes up to 90 gigahertz, which is 90 billion waves hitting you per second, and your body is 90
0: alive. billion waves.
1: And your Wi-Fi right um, now is hitting you. But imagine if, 5 if those waves were visible.
0: Million. Imagine if those waves were visible. Billion. It would be a solid line that you're I, being punched be, with.
1: It'd be absolute chaos, and and when and, you think
0: about like. At the very baseline, what a microwave is doing, and it's basically just wa- like vibrating the water particles and the food that you're making to heat it up, and then you think ab- about applying that to your body, and your body is what ninety five percent water, and you're wearing a watch that has that same frequency on your wrist, like all you're doing is baking the water in your wrist.
1: Well, your like your water. Think about it on blood, the simplest level. Blood because yeah, so the well, there's water in your blood the amount yes. of blood all of your blood travels through your wrist so you're radiating you're that blood so it. just having you a can
0: kill yourself with having those a
1: feet. watch on of an apple watch is affecting your entire body
0: yeah even a Bluetooth Fitbit.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It's I mean, it makes me cringe to think a kid, especially even like they even just, having metal, no technically
0: affect it because or the wireless it's a headphones.
1: Let's think wireless headphones. You're putting
0: Bluetooth headphones, yeah.
1: extremely high. I mean, it's like I compare it to putting two phones and strapping them, strapping your head and sandwiching it between two phones and listening to music. And your ear canal is the thinnest part of your brain, like into your skull brain. into your brain there's yeah. like no protection there so you're putting it in the worst it's like the possible closest part to your brain part on your body you're putting a microwave and some of these people have them on all day or part of the day yeah um i used to wear a bluetooth headset around my neck and i cringe at just thinking like the amount of things in the neck in that area your jugular, your all those rating, yeah. Uh, it's just not something you want to do. We have not seen the long-term effects of this, and I know for a fact it's not going to be good. Yeah. Because um, I'm not saying to be concerned about— Well,
0: if they were against about, the microwave that cooks your
1: food. I'm not saying to be concerned. Like So like 10 years ago, if you asked me about this, I would think you're crazy. Uh, I'd give you some attention because it's, like, it's fascinating to think about how— a radio works, or oh, how does your TV work? Uh, how does all this wireless technology? It seems like magic, but really, it's it's invisible light. Like it's non, it's in the non-visible spectrum, and it is having a biological effect on you. But
0: again, it's just a wave.
1: But not being concerned about the one or two three things, but really telling you you should be concerned by the massive increase in the amount of devices uh and i think what you need to do is check out my video on 5g if you want more on this and just kind of a picture of how i see the amount of devices we have today are the size of golf ball maybe yeah and the future the 5g the goal of 5g and the internet of things is to connect everything to the internet and some super smart computer engineers have stated that today the amount of devices on the internet are the size of a golf ball in 2030 it'll be the size of a sun yeah and that's how many devices are going to be connected wirelessly Using microwave radiation, and I it'll be a subject on my podcast because I think it alters. There's things that it alters, like at it, the cellular it can, level. It can affect bees. Um, it messes
0: up their magnetism, so they don't know which ways.
1: Yeah, because they're using they their antennas are using.
0: Is it messing up birds? Very,
1: yeah, complex magnetics of the earth. Um, Some people are afraid that you change the Schumann resonance of the earth and the Schumann resonance is I believe 7.84 hertz and that is also the alpha frequency of your brain. If you change that you could change the entire um, way humans think, how we act. You You could cause us to go crazy, you could cause us to be violent. By just shifting our brain waves by changing the Schumann resonance, which is an electrical tension between the ionosphere and the surface of the Earth. Um, there's very complex things with the ionosphere and weather and how these frequencies alter the weather. Yeah. Um, okay. back to cities. <laughs> yeah, get out of the city. We were in Best Buy yesterday. Oh my
0: god
1: and
0: that was terrible you you, guys i literally thought i was gonna faint on three different occasions and i know that sounds like i'm being a hypochondriac but i got like i stopped in my tracks i got super hot and lightheaded and i thought i was either gonna puke or faint
1: i feel bad for the employees that work there um but best buys changed in the last 10 years because Or 20 years 10 years
0: i mean it looks good in there they look competitive they have all the right things the amount of devices they have now because their business is
1: it's surprising they're still alive but they're really banking on this smart house everything wirelessly connected so they have massive wi-fi in there to run all of their devices every tv now um connects the wi-fi and you know they're connected even if they're not connected there's a signal coming looking for a wi-fi yeah and just so imagine if
0: e- each of those devices had visible waves coming hundreds off
1: of, of it. devices in there even like the microwaves the
0: you'd be like bombarded with all of these the waves fridges
1: of like the dishwashers the tv the baby monitors the
0: cell phones the laptops the tvs
1: even just yeah. the
0: ovens
1: it's wild it's just not a and let's so okay so somebody's working there but what if you were to live above a spot like this um this is why it's so important an environment it's like mm-hmm. you could live in the middle of new york you don't know if your apartment's safe or not you don't understand like, well
0: unfortunately if you're in new york city you're going to be exposed to high levels of EFMF no matter where you are.
1: Mm-hmm. But some That's places are reality. going to be worse than others, and it's yeah. going to be really hard to know unless you measure it.
0: Yeah, but it's the same is true for like all five boroughs. You're just in like a high, high point of population density.
1: But I, I definitely stress and want people to consider at least some point you have to observe this for yourself and judge it off your own health and what kind of risk you want to take but 5G is rolling out there is no um, studies done on these these are now using higher frequency microwaves in your neighbors aren't going to be aware of this and they're going to buy their, they they're going to buy into every gimmick they want the newest iPhone they want all of these toys and they're gonna have a million. It's gonna be absolutely yeah, ridiculous you just get bombarded when you with it. when you live around um, a populated and sadly, area. Sadly,
0: then you need to move into seclusion.
1: You live in an apartment. You have how many Wi-Fi you routers? At least
0: twenty-four. You, you can, can see on your on your phone.
1: And then your Then we have smart meters now. So houses have smart meters that emit um, a pretty strong microwave frequency, and that frequency travels through your walls.
0: And it goes like once an hour, maybe more.
1: Travels through the wires in your walls. So it's going through. I know, through. but like how
0: many times does it pulse again, typically? Um,
1: it's several times a minute. Oh, and it's giving information to the electrical companies on yeah. your energy use. And supposedly it's, it's being sold to you to save energy and as Make it more in, in the green right? movement. But really, some people said they're actually ripping you off. Probably. um they can spy on you they're it's very intrusive oh for you can sure get, they see every pattern and unders- they're doing it
0: that frequently yeah they're
1: taking patterns and they're recording yeah. it yeah and i don't really know what they can do with that information but um i just think yeah your tv's connected but 5g it's
0: i think another important form of like an NME- emf is that's often overlooked is just your cell phone. Like, this is a little computer. And if it's not on airplane mode, it is emitting crazy amounts of radiation. And then if you think about guys and girls who keep their phone in their pockets pretty much at... Or bra, almost at all times, and not on airplane mode. Like, even on airplane mode, it's, it's emitting radiation. But then, not on airplane mode, you're basically like... Just blasting yourself with radiation, and so our generation's having really hard a really hard time with fertility, a really hard time with fertility. And so if if you focus on like returning to your environment, and what what would you be doing naturally? It would not be having a radioactive device, not radioactive, but.
1: So I guess they're starting frequency points to in your this. Pocket. So where I would start from this podcast we'll get into more details but um, But
0: that's not even that's number 8. We still rem- have two more.
1: Removing devices from your sleeping environment. That's the Yeah, best. that's
0: an easy win.
1: Turn, turn your or phone turn on, on airplane. airplane mode.
0: Like we sleep with it in our room, away from our heads, on our, like on our opposite side of our nightstand on airplane mode.
1: And whenever we're walking I I in the And I understand that might give
0: people anxiety because you can't be contacted then. Um, But try it.
1: That's nice. Not it's known. really
0: nice. And I understand like an emergency might happen overnight. But it'll still be there in the morning, sadly. You could put your
1: phone in another room. I don't know. Yeah, you, you could don't you want put it, any, it in you an, want it, an adjoining room. You want it far away from you. Yeah. Or you want it in a different room. But
0: some people sleep with it under their pillow, and people, come on. Yeah.
1: Don't. Get rid of your smart devices that you wear. Uh, your Fitbit, got to go. Apple Watch, so... I
0: know. Here's the, We've talked about this too. The problem with the Apple Watch is it's not only like fitness.
1: It's, but it's addicting.
0: And addicting, addicting. But it has your notifications and it's a fashion accessory. So it's like, and like a status symbol. And I know it's like really cool looking. I've thought about wanting one just because I think it looks cool. But you got to get rid of it, people. You got to dad that means you too the garmin it's gotta go
1: the amount of times we can tell somebody this mom then, you
0: too uh
1: what it what it will take to convince somebody that wearing a fitbit is terrible i don't know some people well will, we'll
0: have to do more work on some that
1: some people may be a cancer before they. there's gonna be up. a
0: follow-up there'll, there'll be a follow-up there all right that was a, a good one next
1: stop taking supplements <sighs>
0: Which is big. So, tell your, like, background. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to do your full background, but, like, you were a big supplement user, a believer. In
1: I was a supplement user and then abuser. So, as a kid, I was real into anything that, you know, it started probably with drinking Red Bulls back in 5th, 6th grade is kind of when they, eh, 7th That's grade. not a
0: supplement.
1: I would consider it a supplement and it started to get you. It's a stimulant. Gatorade, too, like was this drink. other thing you you get brainwashed by the media of like, you need this to perform like Michael Jordan. Gatorade. And all the yeah, athletes are sure. doing it. And then all the teams Gatorade are sponsored by Gatorade. So you're like, hooked. all the athletes drink Gatorade. I thought and it then, made me
0: like a superhero.
1: Then you have the Red Bull and the Monster come out and you're a kid and you're so malleable and you're like you do drink one of those all right
0: i changed my opinion fair
1: but (laughs) dag and then it got into taking creatine and workout supplements uh in high school to get bigger and stronger in football but then come college you really are trying i mean i almost got into almost the bodybuilding stuff where it's just like popping all sorts of things and you read all these magazines or articles and these people are supplement salesmen making tons of money off of supplements. And it's but not a regulated industry getting, at all. It's getting worse. And, or I they mean, regulate even, themselves,
0: I forget. But even it's the not, highest it's not quality
1: supplements I would never take anymore. They don't know what they're doing. These things are processed in a lab and you lose... Food is supposed to be light, and you're destroying that information when you process it in a lab. And it's uncoupling very complex things in your body. You know, you up one thing and another thing gets down regulated, Or uh, you take one thing and your body stops making...
0: Again, it goes back to that harmony of like nature is the baseline and it is doing everything perfectly in tandem in harmony and so if you're not at what that baseline should be supplementing it isn't going to get it back there because similar to how steroids work if you're supplementing with a steroid your body's going to stop producing that steroid and it's going to rely on the exogenous Mm -hmm. like similar to if you're taking mct or exogenous ketones or something like your body it's going to mess up your body system eventually
1: yeah we used to take mcts and that's one thing i've given up because it's a processed fat i don't want a fat process in the lab Um, you can add deuterium to uh, foods that are processed and supplements that are processed so i stick away from foods that are processed And I especially stay away from supplements now, especially, I used to think vitamin D and melatonin were the two safest supplements you could take, no issues whatsoever. And now uh, those are the two I'm kind of against the most because they're so crucial for health, but they are things that are made from sunlight. You can't get them in a supplement. So I think you're wasting your money, but you might actually be doing yourself extremely disservice by taking vitamin D or melatonin. Um, That melatonin is not going to be doing the same things for you as the melatonin you make if you were to wake up in the morning and then protect your melatonin to use at night by protecting your eyes and skin from artificial light. And then you're there's no shortcut to um, taking a pill for yeah. vitamin D. You need to get out in the sun. There's so many things, thousands. And of we'll do a deeper things. dive on
0: this, but there has been evidence of when you take the melatonin supplement, what it does long term to some other things downstream.
1: It thins your retina. Yes. Uh, so
0: you have to tread very lightly when you become the chemist to your
1: own body. Mm-hmm. And I I used to, I got obsessed there a little bit and was almost. Uh,
0: you were very obsessed and you were.
1: Like, I, I was following adamant, Dave Asprey. Pretty which
0: adamant, like, this is how you do it. And I was always pretty anti. Kind supported. of the
1: biohacking movement that mm-hmm. hit us the last few years with Dave Asprey and Bulletproof. Um, I kind of got suckered out- into that.
0: It's super profitable, it's not regulated, mm-hmm. and they can push it on you. And so it makes total sense why all of them have some p- pill to push.
1: He takes 100 supplements, though, in a day. I think he, he truly
0: believes that it's good for him. That's
1: insanity. That is so crazy. Yeah, he's like, doing you a do lot not, of crazy stuff. I don't want to follow somebody who thinks taking 100 pills is a good idea. It's um, The only supplement I need is sunlight and sleep.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. And I think that'll be a common trend because I, I, I use yeah, supplements. I used to, if I wanted you, if you were sick, I would send you a list of supplements to take. And now I'm like embarrassed by that. That now I just tell you to go get sun. Block go to night. the Caribbean. And I'm, I'm so <laughs> convinced. Like, I've never been so certain about something getting sunlight and blocking artificial light all right i um, think we need
0: to do a bigger podcast on that obviously so eats, yeah so the next last one or well next i guess because we've we'll it, go so through
1: the next ones quickly eat seasonally and local focused on um i said deuterium depleted diet but yeah we can knock that out another time but eat seasonal and local what makes sense is to to me, from an evolutionary standpoint, and what's not natural is to eat foods that are not grown locally. So, and again, food is light. The light is captured, and that information is stored, and then your mitochondria break that down back into information that it uses. And it's a mismatch when you're getting light from or when you're eating food from an environment that you're not in. So an example would be eating a bunch of food. So if you're eating or a bunch of fruit, coconut. Banana. Uh, banana, pineapple. Uh, eating a strawberry in the winter. Um, you know, I I eat a decent amount of strawberries, blueberries, and fruit when they're in season. I, uh, I go out and pick them. Uh, so it's not that... I think carbs are bad, but they need to be from your environment and growing in your environment.
0: And that's if you are probably over fifty or ill. We're young, and so I mean, we cheat. We're trying to be better. Yeah, I'm not religious about about this.
1: I'm not as big on food. Yeah, but if you are trying
0: to be like true to your circadian rhythm, this is what you would do. And so we kind of. Give ourselves little like punches and I'll eat that pizza and ice
1: cream once a week and have no issues whatsoever. When I used to feel like crap if I did that, but if I do that, it's usually on a day where I got a ton of sunlight. And if really I could dump anything into my body and I'm gonna feel good, that's where you want to get to is not getting crippled by eating your cheat day. Yeah, when you eat bad food, you should still feel okay. And if you don't, then you probably need to get more sunlight and improve your mitochondria. I, I think it's when I was sensitive and to food the Block that most. blue
0: light. Get those blue light blocking glasses.
1: When I had to avoid foods, certain foods, it was cause I wasn't doing these other things right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's ten, and then we have another honorable mention, which is if you are gonna work out.
1: I wouldn't consider it an honorable mention. It just fits in somewhere. In it there. fits
0: in somewhere, but if when you're gonna you work
1: out? Because that's a big thing for me. Is where I I grew up, or for fo- for football, I worked out a lot, and I cringe at the thought of early mornings in the gym, just getting our ass kicked. Uh, running indoors under these horrible, horrible lights. Uh, it's, there's a lot of things that's going on when you're under artificial lights as opposed to sunlight. You, you will perform athletically better. You'll get hurt less. Um, you'll get more out of your workouts when you do them outdoors in sunlight. Uh, especially if you're trying to lose weight, I wouldn't even start doing that until you do everything else on my list. And then make sure when you do go work out, it's not on a treadmill staring at a screen under artificial lights. You're, you're doing that. That concerns me. I'm, I'm worried. Also, don't work out with your you. Air,
0: Apple AirPods in.
1: Yeah. Work out outdoors. your cell outdoors. phone in your bra. Even better, take your shoes off. What's natural? working out barefoot, connected to the earth, getting electrons through your feet, and then in sunlight, getting the benefits of full-spectrum light. Uh, UV light raises oxygen in your blood, and the the red light and infrared light increases the speed of the ATPase, which... The faster that spins, the more ATP you make, the faster your electron transport is, and the more water you make, and that water is extremely important for your health and and the benefits you're gonna get from athletic, yeah. And there's also something to do with the free radicals you make um, in sunlight versus indoors and it changing, which will all everything be everything about everything about your muscles and how they work. Which will that's all
0: a, be in the sunlight <coughs> podcast. So yeah, <laughs> that's Phil's top ten list. Of, Ground,
1: add grounding. Go we outside, talked about grounding. Though. We
0: talked about grounding. Though
1: you get negative charge from. I here. have it in
0: my notes here. We talked about grounding.
1: You want to build negative charge.
0: When you die, Life, you're positive.
1: Life is about collecting negative charge. You want high net negative charge, and you want to expel positive protons. Protons are positively charged, and electrons are negatively charged. Um, And the Earth is negatively charged, so you're getting free electrons when you just touch the surface of the Earth. Um, and that is that negative charge is created from sunlight hitting the surface of the earth. So take advantage of things that are free, which is sun and grounding. The sun and, and the
0: earth, so true. Uh,
1: do we want to do introductions, or I guess we can end on that.
0: End on that.
1: In introductions.
0: Sure, like bios.
1: All right, so let's do bios of ourselves, a little background. Uh, so, my name's Phil Welch. Uh, what I'm most known for is being the kicker for the University of Wisconsin back in 2008 to 2011. Um, you know, I was in Rose Bowls. My senior year was Russell Wilson's, played with J.J. Watt. Um, you know, got really fortunate to have played with such a good team. They made me um, you know, I had the opportunity to really be a good kicker, and... Um, like, not even
0: just a good kicker. He was, like, the all-time kicking scorer. Yeah. Well, now I think Gabe I think Leone like or whatever might pass you, but that's because he's been there for, like, a decade. Yeah,
1: I, don't, I don't even... I haven't paid attention. But, yeah, it was, like, one of the more accurate kickers, and I was one of the top two or three kickers coming out of my uh, class, but... I got hurt and I had a quad injury that just wouldn't heal, and it, I, I fought through it through my senior year and got through, but just wasn't the same after that, and it was hard to um, kick for the end of it. like you know that important time after your senior year to make a team. I just didn't have full strength at that time, and then played IFL indoor football. Uh, A few years after, I tried to get in the NFL, but really I got in this obsession with health and trying to get better, and it carried to the brain, then the gut, and then the mitochondria, and then this real obsession with the mitochondria uh, got me looking into light and... Jack Cruz's stuff, but it's just kinda of interesting how I have been obsessed with nutrition and health my entire life. My mom was a nutritionist or a dietitian. And I was always aware of what I was eating, um, supplements I was taking, uh, and then just things for athletic performance and stuff. And um After college, you kind of don't know what you're doing with your life. You're kind of thrown out when you don't have football anymore. Especially Uh, when your focus uh, for five years was football. I also started a full-time job and really got into the podcasts where Joe Rogan was a huge influence on me. Uh, I've listened to pretty much every single episode of his, and then, you know, the progression that he's made, you meet some of his guests and... Yeah, uh, just the amount of information that's come out since two thousand and twelve is pretty amazing, and our growth of knowledge, um, and beliefs because we used to think eating healthy was eating chicken and broccoli, and now around that time we started to shift our focus to actually eating more fats, the butter, the keto, really diving down that and. Uh, I've really got focused on diet for mitochondria, but now I've realized that light and circadian rhythm are really the keys to mitochondrial health, and that's where I am today. Um, nice. Yeah. So. Um,
0: I'll go. Cool? Yeah. Got more to add? No. Okay. I'm Liz Welch. Where did you go from? We're married. We have, we're married, if you can't yeah. tell, we share it. we're not siblings, we're we, married. We
1: met in college.
0: We met in college. I played
1: football and you were on the dance team. I was on the
0: dance team at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We have a dog, Pepper, which I'm very happy she's quietly <laughs> sleeping over on the ottoman. You'll end. see her all
1: over my Instagram.
0: She'll be all over both of our Instagrams. I'm sure she'll be all over our YouTube page, and I'm sure you'll hear her on she'll the podcast.
1: She'll join us here and there in the podcast. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm Liz, most of my background is in dance. When you Google me, you're not going to find me. I'm not notable like Phil, but, um, I grew up dancing in the Minneapolis St. Paul suburbs in a suburb called Plymouth and was at a competition dance studio, learned all sorts of different types of dance, hip hop, jazz, ballet, lyrical, tap the gamut and got really obsessed with ballet probably around age nine or ten and started going away to summer camps or ballet intensives as they're called um the summer of uh, I think I was nine the first summer I went away I could have been ten I'll have to check with my mom um and from that realization at a young age and going away um I wanted to be a ballerina, not even focus on it as a hobby, but I wanted to make a career out of it. So I begged my parents to allow me to go to a boarding school in Boca Raton, Florida that was a professional ballet boarding school focusing on the Russian ballet technique called Vaganova. And so I went there for my freshman and sophomore year of high school and there was 40 kids there from all over the world, actually, mostly Brazil and Japan and the U.S. And it really, I mean, it definitely accelerated my obsession for ballet. I continued to love my classwork. Uh, We were also taught kinesiology, advanced music theory. Um, We were given nutrition classes. Basically, they were training you how to be the best professional ballerina you could be right out of high school. But I kind of realized that I hated performing, and I didn't want to make a pittance doing something that I didn't love. One of the biggest aspects of it, so I made the difficult decision to come home. But I'm—I've never regretted it. And I finished high school at my my high, the middle school I went to. Joined the dance team there. Was able we won a state championship in, state and state in Minnesota or. Dance team in Minnesota rather is like a big deal. Yeah, like I mean, a big it, fucking deal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it makes the second most the state tournament makes the second most money after the football state championship. It's like one
1: of the yeah, it's like the biggest sports for girls here. It's, yeah, it's different in other states. It's crazy. Like, most people from other states don't.
0: They kind of laugh at realize
1: it. how serious dance is taken here.
0: Yeah, and so I was able to become a varsity athlete because of that. What really, which really helps. I mean, I joke that I'm not athletic, and most people are like, don't downplay, and it's like, no.
1: In yeah, gym, weird... I,
0: like, struggle to get a B.
1: You have some weird abilities with your but feet strength. I'm a freak of nature when move. it comes
0: to stability, movement, balance.
1: And she's been able to teach me a lot of things for my kicking, which I wish I knew more in college.
0: Yeah, but again, I have, I went to Juilliard, their summer intensive Program. So I have a pretty impressive resume for my dance background. And these ballet intensives, they dedicate crazy resources to. So you're working with top talent when you mm-hmm. go to these top programs. And so you're taught things at these programs that aren't directly pertaining to ballet, but can somehow help you in being a ballet dancer. And so that's some of the stuff that I teach you. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, so from high school, I went to Madison, where I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, so I switched my major a bunch of times, as people do, and I was on the dance team, and that's how I met Phil, through...
1: EW Madison.
0: Intermixed friends and activities, Um, but it was also at Madison where I really messed up my health, and kind of put my body through the ringer. Not only was I drinking and eating poorly, um, but I was also a bartender and was going out a lot, which is all circadian disruption. When you're a bartender, you don't even leave the bar until 2.33 at the earliest. And then our bar was notorious for for something that was called A-Bar, where you would go then back to some one of the employees' apartments and continue to drink and party because you had to be sober most of mean, the I, night. I
1: think a lot of people can relate to both of us where yeah we screwed ourselves up in college. Uh, you know, it's a serious time to like learn, but you're and, in and a really and important time for your brain.
0: Unfortunately, like your brain doesn't become fully myelinated until you're 25 it's, years old. It's
1: the worst place to be an athlete. So so I really wish I would have taken a
0: gap year, but no, and then I went to Met Phil. But so what started to happen, and I think what triggered it is my junior year, I took a spring break trip with a few girlfriends to Spain and um, again, circadian disruption, jet lag. Um, On the way back when I landed the next day, I got what I coined Spanish fever, but Um, It was a really, really bad virus, and um, I basically had to drop out of one class because I couldn't make the final or the midterm. I was so sick, and then a few weeks after that, I started getting these like itchy parts of my skin, and then I was misdiagnosed with scabies, and because Phil was my partner, we both had to put this cream on our body that was pretty much a nuke for our skin microbiome to treat this scabies apparently and then I started getting intense stomach pain and cramping my my migraines had gotten exponentially worse which had started the year before that um I have always had good sleep so sleep was never a problem for me
1: I've always been a good sleeper too. yeah but, but I think it you was get my gut. out of your sleep. It was my gut and my really.
0: migraine issues were getting to the point where... Phil has a photo that like popped up on my um Oh, we both Facebook we memories. had no
1: idea we were chubby, but we were so inflamed.
0: No, I was talking about the photo of me buckled over on the floor. And your caption was like, this is how Liz studies. And it was just me in child's pose, like pretty much crying because my stomach cramps were so bad. Oh, really? And I just remember Phil's mom, who has celiac, was like, you know, this kind of sounds like celiac symptoms. And I was in utter denial because my whole diet was what's easy, which was pasta, bagels, sandwiches.
1: And we thought it was food at the time, but really we've come to realize there were a lot of other factors that played into... And I was very resistant
0: in changing any of my lifestyle. As We've before.
1: gotten like younger since we graduated. To yeah, how long I ago look was better.
0: It? Like I look a lot better than I did
1: seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, seven years ago. So I think a lot of our podcasts. I want. I'm almost like dedicating it, and I hope I reach younger generations who Have are in school us. right now and gonna go to college someday. But hopefully, they can make better decisions. Doesn't mean like not drinking, but like if you can do some of these things that we talk about for circadian rhythm, uh, waking up, getting sunlight, yeah, getting more light. I wish I I knew this. I would have been a better athlete if someone just told me how important it was to watch sunrise and get sun. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have gotten hurt, and I would have had a competitive edge over everyone. It's, yeah, it, I would have recovered better. I would have been smarter. Yeah. Uh, And I'm just healthier. I would have had healthier mitochondria if I had known the things I do now. So I, you know, as a thirty-year-old, want to give this information to help younger people and uh, younger generations need to learn how to um, control for this
0: technology we're living amongst now.
1: And that's a real big goal of our podcast is to use technology um, as a tool to help you and not hurt you. And there's a fine line, and uh, our generation younger is responsible for learning this and um, helping kids because kids don't necessarily know. And a lot of our friends are having kids nowadays, and how you act around your kids, your kids are going to do the things that you do. And also, we were growing up in... strange time where all their friends are going to have all this technology and you're going to need to know what's worth doing and what's not and i i would stress not giving screens to kids um, at least using blue blocking glasses and avoid wireless technology with kids you see these kids you know they have they're addicted to fortnite they're um they've got cell phones that Such a young age, they, you know, every kid in fifth grade has a cell phone, Mm -hmm. and then they have an Apple Watch, and then they use Apple uh, wireless headphones, which is just sandwiching your head between two cell phones. Yeah, AirPods. And the the effects of this, especially on kids, is going to be... not so good. They have unmyelinated brains and they're more sensitive to the EMF and artificial light that they're forced to go to yeah. um, when they go to school. Yeah.
0: That's a bummer. I haven't really thought about like how I would articulate why I'm doing this podcast, but I would say it's more short-term and probably a little bit more selfish of two things. One, our generation is going through an exponential increase in fertility problems. Yep. Um and that's really hard for me to watch my friends go through. We haven't tried to have kids yet, so I don't know. And, but maybe and, we will face it too. I don't know.
1: And depression. It's and, a huge sorry.
0: And then my second is depression because selfishly I uh, my I have and my friends have been affected by suicide a lot in the last year like not even
1: lifetime just like in the last year i've known way too many people
0: and if this can help in any way and i didn't get it out there like i i just want to be able to make sure that like even if there is any shred of this being what can help people that have mental illness that i need to share it because it's not being broadly distributed right now and so if someone needs a different route and they Not don't only that, think that, that's
1: being hidden by the technology companies cuz there's money to be made from getting addicted to these things. I'm sure
0: yeah. there's money to be made. I don't know that they're actively out there like hide things pertaining to. Like I don't I don't know what mm-hmm. the tactics are, but it is a different way to treat yourself other than taking SSRIs or other type of pills.
1: And people are finally waking up to and realizing they have an sad. issue. Everyone feels like they have an issue talking about how they're addicted to these devices. Um,
0: Everyone knows it. it they, feel up, the, they feel the draw to it. It
1: came up on this week's Joe Rogan, and it's funny because they uh, were talking about what they're going to do for Sober October and how they're all addicted to phones. Ari Shafir only has a flip phone, but um, all of them couldn't give up their phones because of social media. And they just argued how, oh, they're all addicted. So, it's funny to see this come up and people start to think about these ideas of, oh, yeah, we really are addicted to these screens. Yes. And then, what have we done? Our kids, like, we're finally seeing these generations grow up who started with the first iPhones. And and um, They're a bit twitchy. But it's also funny with the... the,
0: Kidding, I love them. They're Just
1: looking at Joe Rogan, it's... uh, they're trying to do this workout, and what they want to do instead of phones is they're going to have uh, smartwatches. They're going to have Apple Watches as their cell phone. So they have a Wi Fi or a cell phone strapped to their wrist, Deep in notifying in LA. them 24 7 on their wrist, and then they're going to work out a ton and beat themselves up. When they should just be doing what we're talking about. One on of this them podcast. might have a
0: heart attack.
1: Like, I, I'm really, I'm actually concerned Sadly. for them. I know. Yeah. Because they live circadian disrupted lives. They live in a 5G city. They travel a lot. Yeah. And they're not that healthy. Joe Rogan, I mean, um,
0: He's pretty is pretty healthy.
1: healthy compared to the friends that he is, is competing against. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that
1: statement. And wearing a microwave device and working out a ton in a 5G city is not my idea of healthy whatsoever. That's Mm -hmm. a good idea. Like testing if...
0: Yeah. I have a challenge because I think most people can relate to this. Whether it's going into work or going into school, from the point where...
1: Sorry, I was testing if it was
0: on. Oh, from the point where you park your car or you get off public transportation to the point where you get to your desk or to your lecture seat or to your classroom seat, don't look at your phone. Don't bring it out. If you have to ride an elevator, just stare at the elevator doors.
1: And don't let your phone be the first thing you see in the morning. Go outside... And at least get but just start to at the very least get 10 minutes and just start to observe start. look at your screen with blue blockers
0: And just start to observe the draw that that has on you. Yeah, like that little time of walking to your destination will be uncomfortable at some point where you're gonna want to pull out your phone.
1: or go somewhere, go go somewhere for once and be able to wait and not look at your phone.
0: Yeah. And we are open to changing our opinion. And we're open to new ideas and creativity. And obviously, this is the intro podcast. So there's still a lot that we have to prove in what we know and our understanding of and the why science we're doing behind this all of this. Is we
1: realize yeah. we don't know what we're doing. We've yeah. changed like our the opinions on for... things so much that we're just like We know that we of... don't know a lot. We've come to the just being in awe of the infinite complexity
0: so we want to share what we have found in our rabbit hole essentially and like the reason this podcast is called we all know nothing is like because that's what we've kind of realized like we know very little about very little amount of things (laughs)